Uh, we have something special today. We have a Transformations graduation. Uh, some of you would have, um, yeah, come on, we can give Jesus a shout for that. We love Transformations. And uh, Pastor Mike and Corinne, it's an honor to have you guys here. Um, it's weird to see you sitting in the second row, maybe to keep your kids in line. Um, but uh, good to see you obeying the rules. I know every part of you is probably thinking, how hey, get this stinking mask off. Um, I-, I love you, mate, and I appreciate you. And uh, certainly many elements of my life that I know. Um, in fact, I probably wouldn't be here um, if it wasn't for you and for Transformation. So thank you guys so much. I can't honor you guys enough for what you do. And... Uh, we're about to see the, the fruit of that. You know, uh, uh, someone that's been running the program um, as a director for a while is Ashley. And uh, Ashley's going to come in just a second. We're going to give him a round of applause. And then uh, he's just going to take over. Um, but I wanted to give you um, just real quickly, just uh, four things, um, maybe transformations, you guys whether you, you, I don't think you're allowed phones, so um, if you've got your notepad, if you don't know what Transformations is, Transformations is a drug and alcohol um, leadership discipleship training program uh, where people come in broken and they get sent out, um, restored, healed, and on a better trajectory, amen? And, uh, and people have laid their life down and given their life to make sure that this happens. And, you know, I just wrote four things down. I was going to, thought there'd be more time to preach, but obviously not because that was like a 17-minute offering message. And, um, you know, I just, I thought, what has worked in my life? Some of you would say, who is this guy? uh, 11 and a half years ago, I graduated in this room from Transformation Ministries. Um, I went through the program a little bit more than usual, 12 times. Uh, Over the course of five years, so I, I was a slow learner or I was angry, or Pastor Mike was too harsh on me, one or the other, I picked the last. Of, um, but, you know, I, I, I think about what has enabled me to maintain um, stability and success after years of hectic addiction, being deported from New Zealand and everything else that comes with just living a crazy lifestyle. And uh, the first thing I'd say to you is you need to stay in tribe. When you come out of the program... First of all, you need to stay in tribe. The same principle is true. You need to stay with your community. Presence may not be your community when you come out, but you need to absolutely find one. You know, as I was referring to Pastor Mike, when Abishai came in and killed the giant on the battlefield, the words that he said is, you cannot come out to battle with us anymore because we can't afford for the light to go out. And when he made reference to the light, he was referring to the light of Israel because David had the anointing of God on him. And because David was the anointed one, he was the king. If the king and the anointing was killed, Israel was lost. And they understood that. So what they said was to David, you can't come out. What David did, I believe, is the same thing he did before when he was facing hardship. He turned away from the Philistine, away from the circumstance, and he went back into a secret place and he strengthened himself in the Lord. But you need a tribe around you to come around you and say, hey, we need to shave off some edges. We need to curb you. We need to help you stay in tribe. The second thing is find another leader and choose humility to keep following. As you follow Pastor Mike, as you follow Ash, as you reluctantly follow probably Ben and Tony, God has put a leader in your path for a reason. And you need to have a leader. I have people in my life that I go, I need you in my world. They might not be specifically in charge of me and what I do, but I need them to, again, shave off those edges. You can, it's, it's a principle that you develop in the program that should be a, an application that you do in normal life. I would say this, be ready to shout. There are times in the program where you're going to shout and it's going to give you the ability to break through stage one, stage two, stage three, and four. The greatest warfare comes when you're three weeks away from every entry into the new stage and then usually three weeks after. 
And there's going to be something within you that you've got to get the fighting spirit on that once upon a time you used for evil. You've got to turn it for good. And you say, I'm fighting for my life. Because when you come out of the program, it's just a training ground for what people go through in life. And you would know so that you don't go back to the old. The last thing that I would say for you is you've got to find God's partner for you. Pastor Mike gave me the best advice in the world one day when I went and visited him after a Sunday church. I was confused. He said, Justin, you can't date a rehab girl. You've got to go for someone else. And then Pastor Christy started stalking me. <laughs> but I, I'm genuinely serious. When I look at Pastor Lucas, myself, Pastor Kent, and other people that I know that have come out of transformations, that have families, I've got four kids, I'm talking about a plumbing problem in my house for goodness sakes. But my life is relatively normal if that's what normal is. But I tell you what, without a stable kingdom-minded wife in my world, this would be different. Most of you would agree with me, right? So, uh, so without me preaching anymore, I'll just give you those four thoughts. Um, can we stand and just honor uh, Ashley? I was going to say Pastor Ashley, but Ashley as he comes. I'm going to hand over the mic and uh, he's going to do what he needs to do. Come on. Thanks, Ash. Thank you. Thank you, church. Um, take your seats. So this morning, it's going to be a bit of a journey that we're going to go on. It's going to be lots of laughs. It's been a lot of fun times over the um, you know, 12, 14, 16, 18 months that these guys have been doing the journey for. Uh, it's going to be lots of tears because um, these guys are champions and what they've had to go through, through gritted teeth and tears and unbearable feelings and trauma and you know, the pain that they've had to, to face in this environment. Um, not many people make it through the program. Statistically, like it's a few percent out of hundreds. So to have four graduates here coming through the program, it's, um, it's a miracle and it's a testament to these guys and the church. And yeah, so the word on the streets is that it's actually one of the toughest programs around. Um, people coming off the streets, you know, a bit scared and, and shaky coming into our program because it's tough. Like you got to face your stuff. You got to you know, face that shame and pain and, and do relationships differently. And I know for myself, I've done the program. I graduated in June uh, 2015. And when I first came in the program, I was looking forward to going back to prison instead of doing the program. <laughs> I was like, stuff this. You can talking about feelings and emotions and people crying and stuff. It was horrible. Um, but praise the Lord, I've done it because um, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> So, yes, we, we might um, get these champions up. So can we stand to our feet and just honour these guys for their journey? So come on up, guys. Have a seat. Space them out. Here we are. Can we grab one more mic, please? Take your seats. Um, so yeah, it was about this time last year. We uh, Miss Shani and, and Kendra were our last graduates, so it's, it's great to have a couple more graduates coming through. So we're going to start with Mr. Nick Gaddy. Nicholas Gaddy, come on. Congratulations, Nick. Cheers, Ash. How are you feeling, mate? bit surreal, a bit anxious, I think we all are. Um, it's just like 
closest to real moment because when you're going through the program, it seems like it's an impossible goal, it's an impossible journey to get through. And for the four of us to be sitting here is not only a miracle in itself, but it's just a real blessing for all of us to be standing here today or sitting in. It's great, Nick. Can we get that photo of um, Nick up on stage? <laughs> Looking crazy as a cut snake. So Nick, so Nicholas Gaddy, his story's um, I had a good haircut back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Nick's story's a bit different to um, a lot of people that come through. Um, so Nick, your addiction was a bit different, but it still had your life yeah, in a place um, of. Yeah, my addiction. I'm not going to really go into it because um, there are kids in the room, obviously. But it was still had a control on my life, and like the definition of sort of any addiction is is an escape mechanism. Yeah. You escape to that That's place great. you can't deal with life on life's terms. Yeah. You know, just need to run away from it. So. And what was your life looking like when you first came in the program? Um, Before you came in. I just really hated my life. Um, I couldn't handle life because, truth be told, I am autistic. Um, I am uh, very much special needs sort of a guy, or at least I was. Um, so I just spent a good majority of my time in my room um, just hurting everyone I cared about. Um, yeah, I was functional, but a functional addict still um, trying to run away from a lot of different things, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, so part of the program we have process group um, and that's like where you get into the nitty gritty and you know the real um, distorted belief systems and um, thought processes and behaviours and stuff that go on. Um, what were some of the core issues that you worked on Nick? Um, just a lot of the rejection insecurities in myself because growing up I was always, I mean I had a small group of friends but um, that didn't grow into my sort of teenage years. So I found myself for a good like 10 years or something, I don't know the, kind of remember, but I just found myself in my room, just isolated from the rest of society because I just felt rejected within myself because I literally, um, before I went to my current church at least, I just had no friends. I just had, um, just had my family in Ross and Lisa um, and they were, like my world and it wasn't healthy at all yeah so yeah yeah so um one of the tools that come out of process group is cbt therapy which is cognitive behavioral therapy which is um something that helps challenge you know your belief system and it gets you out of doing the norm can we get that photo of um nick with one of his cbts so nick can you tell us who gave you the cbt um, and what's going on all right so this was Mike Barrett CBT. <laughs> um, I just want to say there's like once in a generational CBTs come up and this <laughs> is it. And it's like these CBTs never come out of the woodwork. Um, what had happened, I actually had been discharged, readmitted from the program. I had to literally, after six months of the program, had to start again. So then Mike was like, all right, I'll put you back exactly where you were, but you have to eat 212 apples. <laughs> uh, uh, Can we that's get that not other photo? Uh, yeah, I literally smashed it out in about five days, which probably wasn't healthy. <laughs> probably, but it, it got me back to where I needed to be in the program. So it, and it also helps you, you know, like, 
um, measure out your journey and take things, you know, yeah. uh, take your time doing things. Also, Nick would only eat carbs and meat, so <laughs> also get a few vitamins and minerals into his body. Yeah, it's like the point of the CBT was for me to not rush my journey, to not rush life, to not rush the program. So I remember I sat down with Ben at the very start of my journey. He was like, what if it doesn't take one year? What if it takes one year, one month? What if it takes one year, two months? And I was still trying to, at that point, rush through the program. Mike gave me this CBT to essentially say, hey, Nick, if you rush things in life, you rush this program, you're not going to get out of it what you need to. Yeah. So It's great, Nick. Um, you also broke a few other records. Um, <laughs> the, most <laughs> the most awarenesses in one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually still got all my awarenesses. I might do a little ceremony with the boys to actually burn them all. I, I got like, because we hand each other little slips of paper if we break rules and stuff. Um, yeah. I think I got 70 hours in one week, which is like a record for the new program. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I just smashed yeah. all the records. It's good to get a picture of, of that, because where you are now, Nick, you are leaps and bounds um, from the man that I remember when I first came in. And I just want to honour you, Nick, for um, you know the hard work and diligence that you have put in. <laughs> and you know it's like we get we get hurt in relationships but we also get healed in relationships and that was um, a massive part of Nick's journey just doing life with you know 10 12 14 other boys and um, yeah what does your life look like now Nick um, so th uh, just a week gone I've started a diploma in information technology at TAFE which is really something I'm I learned to enjoy. I didn't really go into it because I had a few hurts around computers previously, but I'm getting into it and I'm loving it. I'm starting to really work in with that. Um, uh, it's um, weekend HS at the boys' house when Ben needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when Ben needs a break. Um, so I'm doing that sort of stuff and I'm just trying to, yeah, just like, I actually have a path now. I actually have a direction. I have goals in my life, which is something I just never had before, really. So it's great, Nick. Yeah. Good stuff, mate. Congrats. I'm gonna pass this mic to Jenny. Jenny. To Jenny. Hello. Jenny. Can you hear me? How you feeling? Oh. Yeah. Give a round of applause. Yeah. I just want to say thank God that I finished the mm -hmm. program. <laughs> It was a very, very tough program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's helped me a lot, and I just have, yeah, thank God. You persisted. You said yes. the other day um, that there were so many people telling you that you couldn't do it. Um, and I'm like, well, where are these people now? You know? Yeah. All those people who said, oh, yeah. you're too far gone, you're too broken, too. Yeah. You know? And yeah, people. When I first started the program, I think they thought I was from outer space or something. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. Oh, in, all, in all seriousness about Jenny, like your story, your trauma that you've you've been through, like it's some of, um, yeah, some of some of the worst stuff that I've heard. You know, like a, a child having having to grow up in and you know face and heal from. Um, can you just share a bit about your your journey, like? Um, well, I was um, an alcoholic. I grew up with parents who loved to drink, particularly my father. He'd get very drunk. 
I hope I'm not offending my family um, <laughs> who are here, but my, luckily my dad repented before he died. He died of cirrhosis of the liver and liver cancer. Um, and then my mum had like five kids in six years, so it was, I was the baby of the family, so my sister Katie was sort of delegated to be my mother and then she forgot to tell me a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say to me, your hair's got all sand in it. Why don't you wash it? I'm like, well, you didn't tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was um, very, yeah, I don't think it was the most functional family. My brothers were a bit... Um, uh, I don't know, what would you call them, narcissists or something? <laughs> they seem to take pleasure in bashing us girls up. Mm. So, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I just saw drinking as a normal part of life because it was so ingrained into my parents' culture and they'd have parties and whatnot. And I just, I thought you were actually abnormal if you didn't drink. Mm. I thought that... Oh, you were missing out, and I just thought that that was a part of life. And if, yeah, mm. just thought you were weird if you didn't drink. I was, you know, oh, what's, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's really until I hit rock bottom, that's when I really, you know, I was functioning, but then I really got totally unfunctional and um, dysfunctional. and. Yeah, through the grace of God, I came to transformations to yeah. piece all my life back together. Yeah, and before you came in, like you were alone and broken, and you know life had beaten you down, um, and life was horrible for you. And you were saying the other day you had a a scripture that you used to pray, like even in your loneliness and you know abandonment, you still had hope, like you still yeah. believed that God, you know, was going to take you for this journey. What was that scripture that you would Pray oh. and how did it help you? Um, oh, it was a psalm and I used to lie in bed because I try so hard in my own strength to give up drinking and I just couldn't do it in my own strength and I used to lie in bed because even when I was trying, like I just couldn't even function without alcohol and I was lying in bed and I was just saying from the depths of my despair, oh Lord, listen to my call for help. If you kept a record of our sins, who could escape being condemned? But you forgive us, so we stand in awe of you. I wait eagerly for the Lord's help, and in his word I trust. Special, Jenny. So, yeah, God was definitely, it was a God appointment, me coming into transformations. So, because I didn't even know I was coming in till the day I arrived. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the social worker at the hospital who um, put me on and it's great, Jen. What's it like to have your um, boys back in your life and able to be the mum that they need you to be? Yeah, well, I very much hurt my boys. My oldest is here, Christopher. Chris. Um, Chris. Yeah, I wasn't a very good mother to them. I didn't really know. I 
didn't have the skills I needed to be a good mother and um, I also just let life's hiccups just bring me undone and broken and I didn't look up to God and I should have kept my eyes focused on God but I didn't really have a relationship with mm. him before I came in. I was more like, I had faith, but I just <laughs> didn't have all the parts of um, the puzzle. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't know how it, I wasn't reading the Bible regularly. I was just lost, absolutely yep. lost. No direction in life. I just, alcohol was like a thief and like the devil who just kills and destroys mm. and that was my eye like that was my rock which was the wrong ro was just like the devil tried to take me down but I yeah. got up and thank Come God on. for transformation and thank God for Jesus <laughs> who heals amen um when like praise and worship was going like I was looking at the, um, you know, the trophies and the certificates and, you know, looking over it at Chris. Now, you know, sometimes through the journey, like it is tough in leadership. It's tough, like, you know, doing day-to-day -day with dysfunction and teaching and always pouring out. Um, sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, like, because you just become such a place of, you know, always giving out and, you know, it's tough. Like, it's life and death. People leave and die. You know, people leave and they go back into addiction. People... Um, yeah, things happen, and then you know this is this is why we do what we do, you know, restoration with kids, restoration with families and partners, and and the ripple effect, you know, like my life was set free, and now I get to play a part in other people's life, and yeah, it, it gets me emotional that that restoration, and yeah, good work, Jen, we're proud of you. Congrats, Thank can we you. pass to Tony? Tony, Tony, Tony Pepperoni. Mate, it was tough, but we actually um, tracked down a photo of you in active addiction. Can we get that photo up? <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain what's going on in that picture, Tony? <laughs> yeah, so it's back in the 70s. And, uh <laughs> no, Tony, Tony didn't have any photos of him um, in active addiction, so we had to find one that we thought would look the part. Here we are, Tony. Graduation day. How does it feel, mate? Yeah, it's great. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good. Good. <laughs> good stuff, mate. Can you um, give us a picture of your life before coming coming into this program? Because you've done um, you've done years of uh, recovery and you know run programs and stuff, but things happen in life. And um, yeah, give us a picture of what your life is looking like before coming into this program. Yeah, so I went, I went through, um, I got out of prison 2010, I think, and went through the Salvage program, um, and I, <laughs> I did a really long one, it took about two years, because I just struggled to, to get out of the prison mentality and the drugs, and yeah, and then I ended up working at the Salvage for eight years or so, managed Hope Communities, and got married, had a, you know, everything was just on the up and up for me, it was like, wow couldn't get any better actually 2019 it was uh, you know I got married actually this weekend two years ago wow and um, 
that was the best day of my life. Went to New Zealand. And I remember posting something on Facebook saying, you know, life just doesn't get any better. <laughs> I was in a really good place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, things happened and, and uh, it didn't go the way I'd planned. And I broke my back, had a back operation, got on the oxys. My wife left um, within six months. And my life just went from here to here so quickly, you know, and, and um, yeah, I just, I was just shattered, just broken. I was burnt, burnt out from, from years of working in a rehab and, and um, didn't realise that at the time, but I was actually, yeah, it, it just all smashed. My whole world just got smashed apart. It's yeah. good, mate. Um, and what were some of your core issues that you worked in the program? Because it's like transformation sort of, you know, goes over us all with a fine tooth comb and sometimes we skip over things and I in my recovery I skipped over things because I wasn't <coughs> vulnerable um, my real recovery happened after the program life happening and having to be on leadership and feel feelings and cry and grieve and get messy um, I think for me it was codependency was a big one yeah wasn't as dependent on God as I probably thought I was um, put that dependence into other people, other things, insecurities that were deep, you know, things that I hadn't resolved from, from earlier in my life and just not looked into as deep, brushed over them. You know, those things were really painful to look at yeah. and to have to face. Um, pride, I had to look at pride and ego. Yeah. You know, I think I had a lot of ego that I needed to just let God just burn away and... Um, yeah, work through some humility and just let God process me through that, which was really tough. That was hard. It was tough. There was lots of tears, lots of tears and gritted teeth, mate, but you, um, you persisted. Why? Um, I persisted because I knew God was just saying, surrender. It's yeah. great. Um, so, you've also had a few CBTs, you and Benny. So, Benny and Tony were coming through together, and they were like just brothers, jealous, fighting, carrying on. There's a few death threats, um, <laughs> threats of dancing on people's graves, and <laughs> we sent them on a camping trip um, and called it Sort Your Crap Out Camping Trip. <laughs> um, Tony, can you tell us about? the story about the humblest man in the world. What, 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 what was that story <laughs> between you and Benny? You probably had two virgins this story, but the, the, <laughs> real, the true one is, um, is, this, is this version. Um, so I come out, come downstairs one morning, happy as Larry. Five o'clock in the morning, was it? Yeah, I'm always up early. <laughs> I'd been praying in, the <laughs> in a really good place. Ben wasn't. And... Um, <laughs> Cranky, upset, <laughs> bossing me around. I said, not today, mate. <laughs> no, I, I, I made a suggestion to Ben and, and um, he just went, nah, mate, get out of my face. And I'm like, mate, you're just like, you're a whatever. And he's just like, whatever, mate. Yeah, whatever, mate. And then it's just like, mate, mate, you're really arrogant. And he's like, mate, I'm the humblest bloke in the world. <laughs> And I just went, what the, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you said something along the lines, you're not humble, you're an a-hole or something? <laughs> no, 
I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> and this was like 5, 5.30 in the morning, woke the whole house up. This was our leadership at the time. The boy's like, we've had enough of these two. <laughs> like, butting heads and I, they were in the office that morning fighting. And I was like, get him off us. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, we've pushed him too far this time. And I was like, sort your stuff out. You've both been ministers of God. You've been adults. Rah, rah, ripped it into them. And yeah, it, um, looking back, like I've, I've loved the journey. I've loved the journey with you two and like the conflict resolution we've had to do. And, you know, like just looking back and just laughing. They were good times. Um, they were. <laughs> what does your life look like now, Tony? I think he said to me, when I first come in, I just, I had no vision. I kind of thought, well, I didn't say stuff you God, I just thought, I don't, I don't understand, I, I don't, I really can't see. All these promises you'd give me, none of them had come to fruition, it's like, here I am, like, just shattered. Mike said, just stay in the house for a month, you know, and then you're like, no, nah, get on program, and I'm like, it was like, what am I doing? Like, where am I, where am I going? And you said to me, a lot of good things, and I honour you for that, Ash, like, I wouldn't be in the program if it wasn't for you. You've loved on me like not too many people have. Actually, no one really has. And you said to me that you're going to pinch yourself in a year's time. And here we are, basically a year later. And I am. I'm pinching myself because I've just got incredible people in my life. God's put me in an incredible place, an incredible family that I know love me. And incredible mentors, incredible... Like, you're drawn to what you honour. And I honour things, you know. And it's just incredible how God has just put what he knows I honour in my heart right in front of me to honour. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been any better. Like, I am pinching myself. And um, just started an internship here, yep. which is, which is just... <laughs> incredible. Like, yeah. How has the church helped you along your journey? Because I, I know, like the church you guys are so important for this journey that they're on you know pastor justin this church you know the environment the culture that you set and the people that you know just want to help out and love upon them so how has this this church been um you know a part of your journey tony i think one of the big things as an ex-addict you're always struggling in church to feel like you belong you just think oh i've got this past i've got this baggage which is cut off like I realise that but as there's the reality of there being like Satan's just got a way of working away there's so many reminders of a past that's just destructive chaotic and broken to come into a place where I feel I'm loved I'm not judged for that you know Justin and John just been two men instrumental in my life here at church and just gathering me and just treating me like I'm a brother. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge for me. The loyalty, respect, all those things that I kind of had, had a distortion of in my past life and that was dysfunctional. I still have those values, but now it's a healthier mm. outlook it's in great. a healthier place. It's great, mate. Well, congratulations, Tony. Um, proud of you, son. Pass on to Benny. Can we get that photo of Benny up, please? Benny, what do you see when you look at that man there? Pretty empty. Yeah. yeah. Empty, hollow. 
hurt, broken, bondage. Uh, yeah. yeah what um, what was your addiction, um, and what was life like for you before coming in? Um, I, I mean, my dick. I was I was a drug addict. Um, Never met a drug I didn't like before I came here. Um, but opiates were my main thing for 10 years. Yeah. So opiates, heroin, morphine, whatever. Yep. Yep. And give us, um, give us a picture of like, you know, the worst time, you know, in addiction. What did it look like? Like a lot of people uh, in the church, you know, we talk in our lingo and don't really understand um, how bad it really was and, you know, what life really looked like. Um, like a sp- I mean, I can totally. I can't make it through this without crying. But um, uh, yeah, specific night. I'll tell you, uh, was, um, just overdosed. Um, received Narcan three times to bring me back. Um, woke up in the hospital. Um, checked myself out of the hospital. Called the same uh, dealer that I had bought from that sold me the stuff that overdosed me with fentanyl got more, didn't have um, anything to use it with, drove around going to every drug addict I know's house, going through their trash, trying to find a needle, and um, yeah, got high again and passed out in a Burger King parking lot in Indianapolis. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <coughs> Worst night ever. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, dark place that you've been in. Then. Yeah. How do you feel now, you know, like coming through and you know, coming from that place to this place? Like you wouldn't tell looking at you, mate. No, um, yeah, I, f- I, f- I feel free, mm. um, you know, for the first time in my entire life. I have wow. a glimpse of freedom that I'm walking into. Um, I feel like I'm my own person, that I don't have to please the people around me. I've, for the first time in my life, I feel like I see a clear path forward into the future. And um, yeah, I have hope. And um, I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful. It's great. Absolutely. It's great, Benny. I've loved doing the journey with you. Um, What are some of the new things that, you know, you've learned about yourself? Because you've you've been a very capable person, you know, but you come into the program and you're faced with different scenarios, situations, and it's like, it's right in your face, there's nowhere to run. Um, you've got to deal with that yeah. shame and pain, and you know, what have you learned about yourself? What were Oh man, the, cool thing, the thing that comes to mind is, um, yeah, just the, the wreck I was when I, wa- when I walked through the doors, and then um, I sat in a chair in the, in the lobby for about a month, and Pastor Mike walked by me one day, and I just sit there looking at the clock, and he was like, you're gonna sit in that chair forever, kind of thing. And um, gave me a, a talk about five smooth stones. And um, you know, so after that, I kind of made an effort to jump into to doing program, but um, I got a CBT um, from Ash in process group, where I had to, to get up in the morning, uh, look myself in the eyes, and go through a list of things that, um, you know, I statements and um, you know when I started I didn't believe a, a single one of them and um, I could I make it through the first six like I am worthy I am loved I am a good man um, you know, and then I would get to um, 
Yeah, I would get to uh, look at myself in the eyes and tell myself I was a good father, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, just could not, could not do it. It took, um, I come back to process group, and Ash would ask me if I'm doing them, and I'd lie and say, yeah, I'm doing them. <laughs> and uh, um, finally, I talked to Pastor Corinne in the Heal by, uh, by Shame class and told her what I was struggling with. And she told me, you know, you know, all evidence aside, you know, you, you, you're right here being the best father that you could possibly be by staying here every day and working through your crap. You know, so. Um, That's great, Benny. You know, I looked myself in the mirror and, you know, started saying it. Yeah. And now, um, 16 months later, you know, I, I, I actually believe, <laughs> believe those things. Yeah. yeah. That's great, right, Benny. Yeah. Great, mate, and restoration's happening, yeah. like I told you. I'm like, God is a God of restoration, Ben. Yeah. Restoration is happening in your life, and yeah. you send me videos and stuff, you chatting with your kids, and yeah. you know, you're just like a big kid, just looking at the screen, watching them and talking to them, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, and you can be the dad that they need now, Ben. Yeah. You know? That man, that mentor in their life, and yeah. that listening ear. Yeah. Do your own process groups with them. <laughs> it's great, Benny. Yeah. What does life look like for you now, Ben? Um, wow, it's beautiful right now. Um, yeah, the last six months I've been um, plugged in here at Presence Church. Um, up six months into internship here, and um, you. Yeah, you know, I, um, you know, I used to be in, in ministry. Um, I, I vowed I would never jump back into that again and so I'm, I'm here working on rock, uh, knocking more rough edges off and uh, serving and I absolutely I love it I'm so grateful for the church here I, I have friends um, the last two years my last two years before coming into transformations I was you know isolated myself completely alone and um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm usually an introvert as a person um, but yeah, I got so so many friends and so many people that I talk to on a daily basis in uh, at Presence Church, at Transformations, great, Benny. Uh, in my life at Narcotics Anonymous. You know, it's just a whole network of people around me, and I, I it's just so beautiful. It's yeah, great. I love it. The internship, we really appreciate um, what you're doing, Pastor Justin, and yeah. you know how much it gives these guys a path and direction that we can't really offer at the program and yeah, it just blesses these guys and yeah. more mentoring more um leadership yeah. training benny's staying on as the rl too so yeah. he's not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> i've still got him at arm's reach uh, rl is the resident leader so he will be the head disciple at the house yeah. leading the boys and fathering them yeah. Yeah. Great, Benny. And it's probably the toughest job in the whole scheme of leadership. And Tony has been the RL for six months before and handed over to Benny. And yeah, it's a tough gig. Um, so we commend you for that. So could I ask Pastor Mike and Katie to come up while we hand out these um, certificates and trophies? And also, after we hand out the trophies, can I get any of the staff and volunteer who have been a part of this journey um, just for the church to see because like you look at these 
four cool, calm characters. And, you know, so much work's gone into these people, not just by us, but by a community. You know, there's that African proverb. It's like, takes a village to raise a child. So can I get like Marlene, Zeke, Lou, Jarlene, Shani, Lena, Lucas, everybody who helped. Can, after, after we hand out the certificates, can you guys come up and we'll just pray for these graduates and yeah, just bless them. Who we got first, Katie Tate? Tony Kerridge, come on down. Stand there and we'll just get a photo. And then turn around, we'll just get a photo. Oh, we'll do one with all of you. Next up, we've got Jenny Ferguson. Come on down. Benji William, come on down. On your Benny. Nicholas the Gaddy. The big Gaddy. Come on, Nick. So can we get all those volunteers up and gather around? Um, and I'll get us past the mic if you wouldn't mind praying for the crew. Can we give them a round of applause? Yeah, Nick, come on, Nick. I just want to take a moment just to honour Presence Church too and Pastors Justin and Chrissy, Pastor Erica. You know, uh, I remember back 22 years ago in, in my lounge room when Pastor Erica was there and a whole bunch of drug addicts and we're soaking in the presence of God and what has come out of it today, a program Australia-wide that is literally clutching people out of hell and and giving them an incredible future. And so, but it was birthed out of this church, out of the hearts of pastors Richard and Erica, and myself, a drug addict who walked into what was Surf City 22 years ago and found the presence of God. 
And that's the essence of what changes people's lives is his presence. And so I just want to honor you as a church for adopting these guys and girls and helping them along the way and partnering with them, praying for them. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for these precious lives. We thank you, Lord, that you said whatever we do unto the least of these, we've done unto you. We thank you, God, that not many foolish, uh, not, not many wise, sorry, not many, not many uh, crafty, intelligent people, Lord, but you chosen the foolish things to confound the wise, the weak things to bring shame to the strong things. And we thank you, Lord, that these people are going to be shining stars. And God, what the enemy worked for evil, Lord, you are working for good in their lives, Lord. And there is no weakness, there is no shame, Lord. But your grace is carrying them from glory to glory. Father, protect them that not one of them would fall back in any way, shape or form. Jesus, we thank you for this day. As they're launched into their destinies and we release them right now, Lord unto everything that you would have them do. God, may they fly with the eagles and never again squabble around with the turkeys. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Pastor Mike. Um, Pastor Justin, anything like that? No. All right, all good. Um, Thank you, one and all. Thank you, staff and team. Thanks, Pastor Mike. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. I just said to Ash, altar call, and he kind of looked at me um, funny. Um, hey, uh, why don't you be upstanding with me? Um, there's no keyboard or worship team at the moment. I think, what, what an amazing morning, yeah? An amazing morning to celebrate. I, I do want to say just a, a couple of thoughts. First of all, um, if you're in this room and you're looking for something to support outside of the context of the local church, um, you've just seen that there is fruit coming out of transformations. Um, you know, my dream is one day God will help us to pay off this building. We want to help pay off Pastor Mike's building down the road. In fact, Transformations runs and owns um, Monaco Street, which was where Pastor Richard and Erica um, led for so long. So, um, so the goal is there. We partner uh, with these guys and want to increase that. But if you personally, maybe you're a businessman in this room and you can do something, I want to encourage you, um, reach out to Transformations. Katie um, helps facilitate everything that comes through with Ash and Pastor Mike and Corinne obviously oversee that. And now um, the executive side of rehabilitation, salt uh, rehabs, so if you know someone in business who needs that, please see them. If you're uh, in any way, shape, or form in this room, and maybe um, this is, I, I tell, well, I told all our internship the other day. I wish everyone went to transformations, like, like, like everyone needs to do transformations. I'm not even joking. Um, and 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 so I just want to encourage you if uh, if you um, would like to talk to those guys if you have a problem that you can't beat they're there for you I also want to say this um, if you are looking for somewhere to serve um, above and beyond I know my mum they she told me the other day she's like we went over and we anointed with oil the girl's house I'm like what do you mean she's like we got our oil out and we prayed over the doorposts over the door frames me and my ladies we went around and I'm like it's amazing like like these guys need people in practical ways to help drive 
to the doctor. They need people to help drive to different places to come down and teach courses. I know Terence, um, one of the senior members of our church, has just gone back to start helping teach courses and run groups down there. So you can do that. Um, aside from that, hey, if you are here today, maybe it's your first time coming to church. Maybe you've been coming here for a long time. And today's the day you feel like you want to make a decision to follow Jesus. Uh, I'm not going to embarrass you and call you out the front, but at the back, Pastor John, he's got the the uh, the American shielded shirt on, handsome man with a mask on. Um, if you would like uh, to know any more information about that, what it is to be a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you, um, go down and speak to Pastor John. We'd love to get in touch. We'd love to just spend time with you and help you to understand what that is. Um, hey, before we walk out of this room, can we put our hands together one more time for the residents, the graduates, all of the staff and team of Transformation Ministries. Congratulations, guys. It's such a great job. For all of you that are in there, um, stick at it. It's worthwhile. And uh, let me say this. There was probably never a better time in history to be out of the world and in a program because there ain't nothing going on out in the world. You're better off being part of the program, part of a house where you can freely come and go and talk to people. And uh, I'm talking about covid get yourselves right. Nothing's changing out here. We're championing you. We're here for you. We believe in you. We know you can do it. Um, and uh, I want to tell you, my mum and dad are sitting here. Uh, I was deported from New Zealand in 2005. Now, I employ my dad as the pastoral care pastor here. God can do anything in your world if you put your mind to it and you seek him first. Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus a round of applause in this room. The truth is, he just keeps me in line. Father, I just thank you that you do indeed cause your face to shine upon us. And Lord, as we go out of this week, we don't go out of here going, wow, that was just a great end to a week that we had, but this is a great start to the week ahead. Father, I just declare your anointing and your blessing. Father, I pray, Father, as we go into this week, regardless of the news alerts on any one of the stations, our news, our, our conversations, Lord, that as Pastor Mike said, you take what the enemy meant for evil and that you would turn it for good this week. God, we love you. We thank you. Lord, I honor um, the whole leadership team and specifically pray that you would increase everything in Pastor Corinne and Mike's world. God, we love you in this place. Go out of here. Have an amazing morning. Transformations. I know we're having lunch. Um, but let me encourage you, 5 p.m. tonight. It's going to be electric. Come on back. Bring a friend out. Go well. God bless. We'll see you next week.